It, yeah. It's why you can see certain constellations in the summer, southern hemisphere that you can't see in the northern yeah, hemisphere right. and thus predict and know where you are based upon the stars. Right. That's okay. not what I'm saying. In, in Mesoamerica, you're, you're, you're farther enough south that there are certain – you can't see the whole – you can't see this like if you're totally in the southern hemisphere like in Chile or something. But you can still see a larger portion of – you can see a, a, a cut of the southern hemisphere uh, uh, sky that you can't see like in Israel or China. For the Nephites being killed, the comet, the new star, would have not been a bad one. I spend the money like I just got paid. Hundred dollar bills, tell them keep the change. Come on. The Book of Mormon it implies that they heard the signs and wonders. They heard something. They pop a bottle about to make it rain. Let me give you something now to celebrate. Come there's on. ions dropping down and hitting an atmospheric letter that is within distance of being and heard. And if you're wondering why I move the way I do... I just feel so good. And it's okay if God works by natural laws. That resolves the problem of the 600-year prophecy not really matching. Prophecies were made on the old calendar, this lunar calendar. They counted time. They were just like everybody else in Mesoamerica. They were kind of fixated. The following is an episode of Ward Radio and does not represent the thoughts or the opinions of KHTS, its owners, or any of its affiliates, nor does it represent the official opinion of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Uh, what about the star? Okay, so yeah. So I just want to make sure, I just want to make sure really fast that I get what we talked about uh, in the radio portion of this broadcast. Um, you believe that it was a cme also known as a coronal mass ejection that was the cause of the night of no darkness that marked the birth of christ in the new world according to its third nephi is the book in the book of mormon right? yeah the first part of it yeah okay exactly in the first part of the book of of third nephi where all the people of god were going to be rounded up and killed by the lamanites if there wasn't this sign and wonder as prophesied in the heavens and then sure enough there was a sign and wonder in which there was a night with no darkness and many anti-mormons say oh this can't be because we have no archaeological record of a worldwide night with no darkness and you say oh hold on a second First off, it doesn't have to have been worldwide. It could have been just local because at the end of the day, we know that, you know, I have sheep that are not of this fold and I go into them and they will be one sheep and one shepherd. And 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 this this could have been a local event, especially if it was a coronal mass ejection. And then you also went on to describe the chronology of this, saying there's actually modern not precedent but examples of this corroboration yeah corroboration happening where an eclipse that i tracked could have coincided with a mass aurora borealis event that looked like massive multicolored snakes in the sky taking a bite out of the moon as it rises in solar eclipse and that that solar eclipsing moon ended up setting in persia which could have been one of the signs and wonders that the Magi, who many people think were Zoroastrians or astrologers or, or something along those lines, could have triggered their visit to Bethlehem to go worship the birth of our Savior, right? Now, there's only one common Christmas tree ornament that's missing from all of this, you know, and that's the star that was, was there a star in the Book of Mormon? Help me remember. This, a new star, yeah. It the talked new about it. A star. A new star appeared. Okay, so so have you found an explanation for that one too, or are you still working on it? Yeah. 
Let me add a couple more things. Can I go to okay, the current yes, message? Okay. Yes, do your thing. The, the, the thing I didn't address was it said, at least there's kind of the, the Book of Mormon implies that they heard, the signs and wonders, they heard something. So the Aurora Borealis, interestingly enough, there had been reports of sounds associated with them. I mean, they're clear up in the stratosphere, so people are like, what the freak is this? Yeah. And it's like it was a hissing, and it's like a snake. And what they figured out, they actually set up all these audio uh, detectors, and they heard it. And what's happening is these apparently the ion, there's ions dropping down and hitting an atmospheric letter, layer that is within distance of being heard, and then it discharges, kind of like a capacitor. It builds up sound, right. and then it goes... It's like when you 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 rub your feet on the carpet and you accidentally shock yourself on the doorknob. You can actually hear it besides feeling it. Yeah. Is that? No, nothing like that. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that one, dude. Right? You got me on that one. No, kind of like that. Okay, awesome, awesome. That's funny, dude. That's funny. All right, keep Sorry, going. Sorry, you can, you can edit that out if you no, don't No, no, like that's staying in, bro. That's, that's staying in. That's staying okay. in. Keep going, man. Keep going. No, so, yeah, so essentially you have these snakes, right? Yeah, and the sky, and it's sounding. They can hear them, and so it, it, it kind of also that is another verification of what the description is in the Book of Mormon that matches mm-hmm. perfectly wow. the scientific explanation. So you have that. Then, yeah. So the other thing I didn't mention was in Mesopotamia, where the wise men were, the Magi. Okay, um, a solar eclipse means the death a king is going to die. And a new king arise. Oh, really? Yeah. They actually would pick when when that happened. The king would get a substitute king for a while, and he didn't want to be king. <laughs> really? <laughs> they figured he was going to die. Now, if he didn't, if the substitute king didn't die or whatever after a certain period of time, then they just took him and killed him, and then the other king came back. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So, so I'm actually saying it actually has. Okay, what meaning. culture? Assyrian, Babylonian, Babylon, yeah. Babylonian kings would literally get a substitute king. I don't know if there was a solar eclipse, right? Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So it actually that may be what stimulated them to, right. and 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 when they saw the eclipse, it would have been going down the west, right over Israel, right. So it would have told them exactly. Probably where the king replaced would have been. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so, and then now we're talking about kingship too, and all the Old Testament scripture says, "What shall he be called? Yeah. Wonderful Counselor, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father." There's a lot of kingship references in the Old Testament to the Messiah. Wow, that is intriguing. Yeah, and so anyway, it it actually ties in. There's a lot of correlations. So anyway, the new star. It's interesting because the new star was seen by everybody in the Book of Mormon, right? So it wasn't to say it's not. We're not talking about the, you know, the Jupiter as a planet star, which that explains actually why it sat over the house because Jupiter will stop. It goes in retrograde as our orbit passes it. It's kind of like passing a car on the freeway. You're passing the car. You're both going at speed, but. It looks like you're going fat. You're you're going a little faster, so yeah. it actually moves backwards in relation to you. So okay. So Jupiter actually matches exactly what is talked about in the New Testament too. So that Molnar talks about this. But. Okay. So in the New World, a comet is like a super horrible disaster. Um, it, they believe these monsters come down. People hide under their beds to hide from the monsters that come down during a comet. And it's such a bad omen that, you know, the kings watch for it. Okay. Uh, uh, Montezuma, here's a kind of interesting story, is he 
some kids saw a new comet um, and informed him of it. He called all his wise astrologer priests in and said, you guys freaking missed this and said he was going to kill them all. Really? But he, but, he, but he locked them up and was starving them to death. <laughs> and they pled to be killed because they just wanted right. – and so he says, fine. So he killed them all, killed all their families and raised their houses to the ground. So, so these events were significant to the pagan leaders. So in the Book Whoa. of Mormon, when they were panicking – because it says that they were out trying to convince, you know, <laughs> that because after time, they were able to reestablish their credibility. I kind of show this because, okay, there was a lunar eclipse, which they could predict. So they had to, like, reestablish that they were, in fact, the right, the ones that the people should be following. Mm -hmm. Because they used the astro knowledge of astronomy as power, right? So we can predict the solar eclipse. We can predict this. So the gods. So it's interesting that. You know that's that's one reason why they, oh, they panicked, right? The the pagan. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, and the comet would have to have been because it wasn't really observed. We don't have any record of a comet in the northern hemisphere. It was probably a southern hemisphere comet, which they could still see. They're technically in the northern hemisphere, but you have a a different. The cone of what you can visibly see is larger. It, um, it's why you can see certain constellations in the summer, southern hemisphere that you can't see in the northern yeah, hemisphere right. and thus predict and know where you are based upon the stars. Right. And okay. so what I'm saying, in, in Mesoamerica, you're, you're, you're farther enough south that there are certain – you can't see the whole – you can't see this like if you're totally in the southern hemisphere like in Chile or something. But you can still see a larger portion of – you can see a, a, a cut of the southern hemisphere uh, – uh, sky that you can't see like in Israel or China. So, yeah, okay. so I'm just, and it basically said it was a star like they had never seen. Well, there are all these different kinds of comet shapes and directions and sizes. So it does make sense that, that it was a comet. And actually for the Hebrews, comets are not um, bad luck like they are for Mesoamerican. In fact, the Festival of Lights, you know what you hear about, that during the, um, um, when they were fighting for liberation, um, there was actually Halley's Comet that was there at the time. So mm -hmm. they presume that that's where the Festival of Lights goes because they looked at it as a good omen. So for the Nephites being killed, the comet, the new star, would have not been a bad omen. Does that make sense? But it was right. for, yeah. it was for the other guys. Yeah, right. just because of two different cultures. It's just like there's certain yeah. animals that are considered uh, good luck or bad luck in certain cultures. For example, the fox is perceived differently in uh, ancient Japanese than it is perceived in ancient Israel. Okay, uh, the bear is uh, a, literally a representation of. Um, stately greatness and power in Russia, right? Whereas it's completely uh, a, a, a different animal in Asia. And it's, hey, it's on the Californian flag. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So different symbols and different animals and different things are wildly different uh, represented, except for one animal. Actually, this is what's funny, where my uh, my uh, my my pest control background comes in, into play here. There's only one animal that has always been perceived negatively in every culture in the world. Do you know what that animal is? The, the raccoon. No, a vole. No, the rat. <laughs> the rat. 
there's never been a culture, a documented culture, at least according to the training materials. I was, you know, in one of my classes <laughs> that I had to take, you know what I'm saying? But um, the rat is the only animal that has always been negatively represented in every culture across uh, time. That's interesting. Foxes, bears, killer whales, sharks, all of them have had both positive and negative cultural references except for the rat. Which makes me feel like it's a marginalized animal and really needs, there should be reparations for our rats. You know, maybe we should just give more free food. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it, it, it does make sense with the uh, carrying of the fleas and the uh, bubonic plague and all. Yeah, that. the whole yeah. nine yards. Yes, they spread disease yeah. and that's why it's even called vermin, right? Yeah. So anyway, keep going. You're saying yeah. there were these different cultural representations that for the pagans would have been like, whoa, because they would take a comet in the sky far different, interpretly far different in our hemisphere than they would in the other. Continue. Yeah, I'm just saying. So it had different meanings. And also the Nephite culture didn't view it that way. So they wouldn't have seen it as a sign of disaster. It was a sign of Christ's birth, right? Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't have like, oh, this is like somewhere out in left field as to what their mm -hmm. belief system might have been. We know that kind of the Hebrew didn't. Yeah. The Hebrews didn't really involve themselves too much in astronomy anyway, but, but okay. that particular one. And then incidentally, just like as you were mentioning, the snakes – like the aurora borealis the chinese have considered them dragons or snakes too meaning right. so so this interpretation by what would have happened in mesoamerica it's, it's common you know meaning these things in the sky they they assign um some you know sometimes an animal description or something okay yeah, yeah yeah makes sense so mm -hmm. so anyway so that kind of you know is the is the premise and i mean at least from a church standpoint right um it was kind of interesting because <laughs> I put my stuff my stuff out on academia.edu. Not this was I kind of just put sections out, right? Yeah. And I had one guy who's just like a total scientific debunker of uh -huh. all religion, right? <laughs> a naturalist, okay, yeah. right? And yeah. so and then that's kind of what people say. What are you doing? You're like follow. I was like, no, I am a scientist, but I'm showing, you know, the ex the scientific explanation. And he came back. He said, "Wow, this was so great. You showed exactly what you know because he kind of shows all these miracles are really." just can be explained by nature. A lot of people's belief in God yeah. is really just some natural event that they are interpreting, right? It's some religious thing. <laughs> he comes back and he says, this is excellent. You've gone through, you've shown it, you've debunked and shown that this really, this event really was just a natural event. It wasn't really a religious yeah. event, you know? He wasn't familiar. Wait, wait, so your explanation of the scientific explanation of the night of no darkness and the chronology of the Book of Mormon was so good that even the atheists were thinking they could use it as an explanation for the belief in the Book well, of Mormon. Well, they didn't. As, he, they, I'm saying they didn't, he didn't know anything about the book. I mean, he wasn't like a Book of Mormon. Uh, okay. It wasn't an act. It wasn't some anti. But it, no, no. But, but I did respond to him. I says I, probably the only problem with this is that you know it comes from a book that was given to a guy by an angel. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is the actual, when I when I show these scientific explanations, that's why I don't care about proving the Book of Mormon. I just, for me, I'm just interested in the Book of Mormon. I don't respond yeah. to antis or X. I don't care. I don't, I, 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 sometimes I listen to their stuff because it brings up interesting questions, but I don't, I'm not out here. I don't do my stuff. As, I'm I, that I, way I, as well. I, I'm not yes. an apologist, meaning I'm not defending the church or whatever. I am just kind of fascinated with the Book of Mormon, and I look at it from a different angle mm -hmm. and probably in more detail than people really do look at it. You know, I look at yeah. verses like, what the freak's that talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, and so, you know, essentially, the kind of fascinating thing for me is 
from a spirituality standpoint, which I do have a spiritual side to me, believe it or not, but but uh, <laughs> instead of just the boring, you know, academic whatever, yeah. but the is, guy the guy that works at the DMV spiritual too? What do you know? Rock yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> You just have to wait a long time for the spirituality. That's yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the, the interesting thing is, is, and some people, even in the church, have said they're kind of angry. It's like you're, you're trying to show, you're taking the, the miracles out of the miracles or whatever. You're trying. And I said, to me, honestly, no. well, to me, honestly, I look at it and say, God knew exactly when a coronal mass emission is going to take place, these random kind of, it's going to hit the earth, it's going to do all the, you know what I'm saying is the knowledge of God, time is before him, right? Yeah. I mean, he see every, so to me, that's actually way more spiritual right. than just some, you know, okay, wave your finger and a miracle happens. Like we have always said that he is deeply interested in even the most intimate details of our life, that he is our father in heaven. And by the way, if he really were all powerful, could not ushering in a coronal mass ejection in order to show this is my son sent to earth, not have been something he planned on doing and successfully what? executed because he does use natural laws. Like one of the most beautiful things about the cosmology of Joseph Smith and our newer understanding of um, uh, the cosmos from the Book of Mormon is he t Alma literally talks about entropy a hundred years before the scientific community. Uh, well, thousands of years, if you believe that's an ancient record. But the translation from Joseph Smith came out hundreds of years before, you know, the modern scientific and physics community came up with the idea of entropy. He literally talks about how that time when all of the elements will melt like a scroll with, quote, fervent heat, you know, and 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 it's OK if God works by natural laws. This is one of the things that um, Joseph Smith brought to our attention that, you know, God works by natural laws. So if a coronal mass ejection is what gave us the no night of darkness and a new star in the heavens, so awesome. So be it. And see, I'm even saying you're saying he caused it to happen. I'm saying maybe he didn't. Maybe it was just happening. He just knows everything mm -hmm. that's going to happen. <laughs> Meaning I'm not taking God out of. But for me, I'm like, he knew. I mean, it wasn't necessarily that he caused this coronal mass emission at this point. Maybe he just knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. This. Yeah, or does that make sense? A, I'm saying maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. his his knowledge of everything is is to me an actual more of a, a way of strengthening my faith necessary than that he has he's going around just like like what you're doing is you're, I'm not saying he doesn't intervene, but I'm saying in this situation, you're I think leaning, maybe it just was happening. He knew exactly where all these things were going to happen, and says that's the point in time where where Christ is going yes, to Yes, I, I think what you're doing is you're saying you're leaning into the fact that all of this chronology and all of these naturalistic observations would augment your understanding of his omniscience yes. over his omnipotence because now you're seeing what if he just knew this was coming and all he had to do was tell the prophets this is coming through revelation. Yeah, this is the and exact then, date when it's going to happen. And, and I, then all of this would have just happened like ducks in a row because he's literally just that omniscient. Yep. Yeah, that, that's not a, a, an attack on his omnipotence just by saying he's like omniscient simultaneously. Right. So, wow, that is yeah. that's some incredible stuff. Have you missed anything? Is there still more or what? Well, they deal with weird stuff in the in the book, like, you know, the issue of Enos, um, you know, his age. Um, I deal with. Um, 
What's the issue of Enos with his age? Well, it says he was, you know, if you look at the generations, his father would have been way old, you know. And so there's a different year. There's They were using an uncorrected lunar calendar, lunar year. Uh, that's the that's the departure count. So it's a 354-point um, day year. That's actually how that resolves the problem of the 600-year prophecy not really matching. Because you have, we know the destruction of Jerusalem was sometime around 587 B.C., and then you have um, uh, Christ's birth, sometimes before 4 BC, I say 6 BC. So it actually shows. And I'm not the first to come up with that idea. That was, uh, Spackman came up with that. So, so anti-Mormons will sometimes say that the Book of Mormon chronology has to be off because instead of being 600 years after Lehi left Jerusalem, it ended up being 500 and something. Yeah. And, and then, you say that would be explained by a lunar calendar of 354 days instead of 365. Yeah. And then it talks about them shifting the calendar nine years retroactively after Christ's birth. Right. I mean, again, probably just Book of Mormon eggheads care about that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, basically, and so that was the other problem. You have Samuel the Lamanite making, he made a five-year prophecy, right? Okay, Christ can be born in five years. But he also made a 400-year prophecy where the sort of justice would fall on the Nephites. Well, with the, with the battle, 384, 385, uh, that doesn't really work because- Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and okay. Then, and then Alma made a prophecy that after Christ came in the flesh- Right when he visited the Nephites, four hundred years after that, there would be the extinction of the Nephites, and you have Moroni at four twenty, right, and slightly thereafter, he say, "I'm going, you know, I'm burying the plates and mm-hmm. going to whatever he's kind of implying he's going to die." Right, that didn't work really either because you have Christ um, living thirty three years, and then so thirty three plus four hundred, it's too long. But what's happening? What I show is happening is they're running multiple calendars, um, so. You have a lunar calendar that they kept running even after they did the change to the solar calendar. So they changed the solar calendar after that. And I, I, I kind of surmise that they did that because of the eclipse and everything else. They started say, saying, hey, we're going to track um, this, you know. When did they switch to the solar calendar? Uh, it says that they changed their reckoning nine years after the the period when Christ was born. So it's not an exact. I kind of – Okay. A, so – Interesting. Yeah, and 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 so if but if you use the old calendar, which the prophecies were made on the old calendar, this lunar calendar, and run that through, those dates are exact. So you have the battle exactly at four hundred years. You have Moroni the four twenty one exactly. So you know, people criticize the Book of Mormon wow. for that too. And some people says, well, they were just roughly. I say, no, there's nothing in the Book of Mormon. They counted time. They were just like everybody else in Mesoamerica. They were kind of fixate it, meaning it was to them this, I mean, it was just a super important thing to get things accurate, especially the prophecies. That's the whole point of Mormon. That's one of the things he was writing about was the prophecies and showing that they were exactly fulfilled, right? And so that's interesting. That that, 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 that is incredible. Um, Unfortunately, guess what? We got another, we got another outro. We got to pay some bills, man, here, and we're going to have to take a commercial great break, but I am absolutely loving everything that I'm hearing right now. Uh, if you guys are listening to us on the radio, um, we've been speaking with Jerry D. Grover Jr., PE and PG. What does PE and PG stand for? Uh, professional engineer, professional geologist. I'm licensed. They have licenses for both of those. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm licensed. I'm a licensed structural civil engineer. Okay. And, and a licensed geologist. So I'm 
it's kind of a weird not a, there's not too many of us okay well hey book. well there's not too many of you guys writing these kind of books <laughs> yeah. so basically he's big brained and he's made a big book that's super interesting it's titled calendars and chronology of the book of mormon where he's basically been able to explain why some of these calendar um calendars that the anti-mormons have kind of criticized as a proof against the book of mormon are actually a proof of the fact that they used a lunar calendar instead of a solar one that was changed as it states in the book of mormon with their quote reckoning of time and uh you also talked about what the new star in the heaven would have been um after the coming of christ in the book of mormon what's the technical term for that again the new star, just a comet, southern comet from the southern hemisphere. Yeah, that, that's a southern hemispheric. That was the word I was right. looking for. A southern hemispheric comet, which is just this has been the most intriguing half an hour of radio on our show. Ed, I see he's giving me the high sign. You want something to say? You got thirty seconds before exactly we're out. My thirty, man. and uh, this is so beautiful because you know the the antichrists and the people that uh, hate the church choose their despair so powerfully that they ignore all of the science and all of the possibilities that could be because they want to be in so much pain. Okay, wow. I don't really know about that. He's, oh, I, I true. That is exactly what happened. My, my pain comes from dating sites. So. <laughs> Did you, Savage, man. The Savage. Uh, Carbon 14 dating app. Did you catch that one? Where, yes. Yeah. Where you, you have to say the When you're a single guy at my age, it's all painful. Yeah, <laughs> oh, That's funny. That's brutal. This is going south fast. I am cutting this real fast. Um, guys, this has been a riot. It's been real and it's been fun. For this and more. Oh, sorry. It's been real and it's been fun. And it's been real fun. For this and more, please check us out at WardRadio.com. I just feel so good, good, good. Oh, I just feel so good. Hey guys, thanks for watching the video. Before you go, please make sure that you like the video, share it with your friends, and if you haven't subscribed yet, please let this be the video in which we earn your subscription and that you press the alert button so you're alerted to all of our fun live streams and standalone videos and community posts. Also, if you'd like to help us out, please consider joining the channel. Members get all kinds of cool perks and benefits. They get early access to a lot of our videos and special emoticons and emojis during our live streams and preferential treatment there. It's a lot of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, we have a super cool Discord. If you'd like to join our Discord, check us out on wardradio.com. There's a link to the Discord there. Also, you can sign up there for our newsletter. Our newsletter is a lot of fun, and you can put your email address in there. And if you'd like to contribute to the program, please consider looking us up on Venmo or on the Cash app. We're on both of those platforms. Also, if you just want to keep watching more content, right about here and probably right about here are going to be some more videos. Please check those out. And as always, for this and more, Please make sure that you look us up and check us out at wardradio.com.